This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Coming up on the Mark Devine Show. You know, cancer is actually a disease of chronic inflammation. I mean, all diseases are inflammation related. So cancer is one of them, so you don't want to increase the inflammation level. And, you know, also when you have too much sugar, reduce the immune function as well. You know, you have microcirculation decreases, things like that. So you don't have a good surveillance system to get where it needs to go. Welcome to the Mark Devine Show. This is your host, Mark Devine. Thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate your time very much. On this show, I love to talk to folks from all walks of life to explore what it means to be fearless through the lens of the world's most compassionate, resilient, and courageous leaders. I speak to folks from all walks of life, top meditation monks and blockchain wizards, survivors of extreme adversity, and top doctors curing people of cancer, such as our guest today, Dr. Christian Issels, who for the past 20 years has been treating over 2,000 patients with late-stage cancer who had stopped responding to chemotherapy and other conventional treatments. He's using what he calls the Issels Immunotherapy Protocol. He's the son of the famous Dr. Josef Issels from Germany, who pioneered immunotherapy for cancer and had for 20 years the largest inpatient hospital in Germany with over 100 beds solely treating what they called incurable cancer patients. Before I get into the show, I wanted you to know that I'm opening up slots for our Unbeatable Coach certification and our Unbeatable team for 2024. The Unbeatable team is an amazing year of transformational training. It's where I direct my full attention and time in coaching and training. I don't do it anywhere else. It's here in the Unbeatable team that I can give my full attention to help those deeply committed to transforming to become uncommon in a world that you know is rapidly collapsing into fear, moral relativism, and mediocrity. We meet virtually every month as a team, come together four times during the year for three days of powerful in-person training and practice, and I'm here to help you break through any barriers and to crush all of your goals for 2024. So if you're ready to go deep with me and willing to do the work, I can guarantee amazing strides will be made. Go to unbeatableteam.com and unbeatablecoaching.com to learn more about these unbeatable events. Super excited to have Dr. Issels with me here today to talk about his unique view on cancer therapy and how he's healing people at his Mexican clinic. Dr. Issels, thanks so much for joining me here on the Mark Devine Show. I'm super stoked to have you, and it's nice to see you again, as we were talking about a moment ago. Great to be here. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. It's my pleasure. And and like I said, just for the listeners, um. I actually met Dr. Issels years ago, around 2003 or four, when I was dealing with some allergy issue and a friend of mine introduced me and we went up to Santa Barbara to his clinic and it was quite impressive what you were doing back then already with curing cancer and all sorts of immune deficiency. And, and basically after assessing me, you said, you know what, you're dehydrated. <laughs> Drink some water, no charge. <laughs> I was like, that was, the, that was actually the best advice I've gotten in a long time because you know, a lot of things can be solved when you're hydrated properly, right? I mean, correct, yeah. Isn't it true that a lot of issues come from dehydration because then your body gets really acidic and you know, bad things start to happen, right? Well, yeah, I think, you know, you know, just think about the body being like a, you know, a city 
and he runs out of water. You know, what happens to a, you know, to a city if there's no, no sewer? And the same thing with the body. If you don't get rid of the sewage, it's going to build up, and you're going to get problems. You're going to have rats. You're going to have pestilence, disease, everything. <laughs> rats. Imagine rats running around the inside of your body. That's Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of a bad image, but, you know, the job as a doctor is to make sure the body functions correctly. And once you do that, anything else that doesn't clear by itself needs a little bit of help. That's where I come in. Before we get into kind of your work, I recall you're operating in the, you know, I wouldn't want to say shadow, but in the long legacy of your father's work. Talk us about that origin story. What was his experience? Was his work accepted or was he kind of sidelined? And how did you kind of start here in America and following in his footsteps? So that's an interesting story. He started his treatment of you know, cancer patients by accident in 1951. He was a GP practitioner. Uh, he was doing really well with using natural therapies and working, you know, on the whole body principle. And so he told me, you know, I have this friend of ours, you know, she has breast cancer and she's not responding to the chemotherapy. She, you know, just give it a try. And, you know, he treated her. Unfortunately, she died, but that kind of got him going, okay, this is actually working. The whole body approach does work for cancer. Because back then, he was just figured out, you know, you're just going to do chemotherapy, cut it out, and then hopefully they will respond. If they don't, they will die. And again, that, that system's still suit now. That was, that was 70 plus years ago. And then he kept, got more involved, more involved, and developed the protocol. You know, the idea is that, you know, the immune system is your best friend, and you support the immune system, and then eliminate what he called the causal factors. It's basically the issues why you got sick in the first place, remove those, and then give the body the right nutrition, and then the body will heal itself. Because he believed, as well as I believe, is that the immune system and the body, you know, it, the body heals itself. And you look at antibiotics, you take those just to keep the infection at bay. So until the immune system has a chance to produce antibodies against the infection, then the immune system kills it off. But, you know, antibiotics just up appear static. They do not really, you know, stop infection per se, but they can give the body time to heal itself or to address the infection. And then back to that, he started that, and then, you know, that progressed. And then in 1955, he opened up the first clinic for terminal cancer patients in Germany. And, of course, we've seen, you know, we saw each other how, how his process was working. He was very outspoken about it. And he made a lot of people angry. And then in 1960, he, he actually got arrested for treating cancer patients in Germany. You know, they had like 10 counts again because he supposedly have told people they shouldn't get, you know, surgery. And that's why they died. And he was against the establishment. To, you know, it took him five years to clear his name, but he was spoken innocent by the judges there in Germany. And then he started, you know, he kept working till he was about, uh, until 1975. Then he retired again short term, opened up a clinic again in 1980, made another 10 years. And then he retired again, but he still couldn't sit still. And then in, in 95, he, you know, he actually went to a clinic in Mexico, you know, showed them their program. That's how, how we get involved in Mexico right now. And I was the first clinic in the U.S. in 2004. How did it come that you started working for him? Did, were you always interested in that? Well, no, I was trying because when I was growing up, I mean, everything we did was discussing cancer. Everything, every dinner, he discussed cases with, you know, what he's doing, how the patients were doing. So I was around it all the time. He explains his thinking behind how he's addressing issues, how he's looking at patient care. And so I was just overwhelmed by it. So I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to totally avoid this. You know, then after a while, I got back to it and I said, okay, I'm not, you know, I might as well do it because it's in my blood. I think I'm pretty good at it. And so, yeah, it was very easy because, you know, I was raised around the faking of, you know, the holistic faking that the body knows how to heal itself. And our job is to get rid of 
the problem is why it's not healing. Get rid of the obstacles to cure. And, you know, like you said, water, not, not water, it's obstacle to cure. You know, because you not getting rid of the toxins. So you talk a lot about, and you've mentioned it a few times already, immunotherapy. So that's treating the immune system. And also you talk about it being needing a holistic or an integrative approach, which makes a lot of sense. So let's let's just talk about what those two things mean. What is an integrated approach? Obviously, multidimensional, whole person. But let's talk specifics. And then when it comes to immunotherapy, like you've been through a lot of trial and error, and there's probably a lot of people here listening are like, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Like, what do we do <laughs> if, I, if I think I, or if I have cancer, or if, even if I've got allergies or an autoimmune deficiency, and maybe there are different protocols, I don't know. So the principle, again, in, in general of cancer patients, the, you know, the immune system is not broken. It's just unfocused. So they're like not cases when, you know, people, if they have no immune system, they'd be dead right away by infections. When people are, you know, they're not dying. So basically the immune system is working, except it's not working the way it should. It's unfocused. It's not going where it needs to go. There's a reason why it's doing us what it's doing. It's the reason why it's focused on X versus on Y. So our goal is that you have to find out number one, why is it focused on the wrong area by doing some testing? Uh, secondly, it is important to make sure it's activated right away so that it does its job to, you know, to help the cancer patient. And that's where you use cell therapies. Uh, cell therapies are basically use natural killer cells, which are the ones that destroy tumors. You use T cells. Again, they want the ones that destroy cancer cells. Then we use dendritic cells, which actually are the generals. And they guide the cells where they go. We take those cells out of your body, activate them, and going through a process. It's actually as a cell separator where it crosses a certain membrane, but some other agents to make the cells looking for antigens. They pick the antigens up against the cancer, and then they grow out and we inject it, and they fight the cancer pretty aggressively with no side effects. And then the next part is addressing the why. Why did you have this? I mean, what caused this? Is it a chronic viral infection? Is it related to stress in your life? You know, is it diet? You know, is it EMFs, toxic exposures? You know, they all play a role. We need to know what it is because we just don't want to go and say, well, cancer is a disease of enjoy X, they just treat X. But every case is so unique. You may have the same diagnosis, but the reason why you have it could be totally different. So we need to know, okay, do you do have the virus? Or, you know, for example, Epstein virus is a common one I see with cancer patients. You know, then I see a lot of, you know, EMFs being issues while geopathics, for example, is a part of dental issues, you know, chronic infections. Additionally, you know, all these are part of, you know, why the body doesn't work correctly. And then, of course, poor nutrition. And, you know, when you, generally when you get older, you know, the absorbing as well. So you have to make sure that the nutrition you take in actually gets into your body to do its job. Make sure you absorb it correctly. And that's usually the first step. Digestion, number one, because that feeds everything. You don't have proper digestion. No matter what you do, the body won't really heal. It basically can't because it doesn't have the substance to do that, the substrate. So, yeah, there's a lot of factors trying to um, understand the why, I imagine. So you have to go through a rigorous test. Well, you know, that's not going to be a one-shot cure. Never will be. It's too complex. Yeah, and very personalized. It's going to be different for every individual, right? Right. So how does one have the best chance of not having to show up with cancer at your clinic, but maybe being able to say, I've caught something early or I have a predisposition, you know, so catch them earlier. Anytime you can avoid, you know, getting a disease, it's going to, you know, it is beneficial, smart. You know, so but again, if you look at lifestyle, you know, low stress, if you can't have low stress in your life, don't get exposed to a lot of EMFs, like cell phones, which is almost unavoidable now. Don't get vaccinations, because they are 
very dangerous. I want to double click on both of those when you're done here. So those two are I'm curious about. Of course, hydration is there. I mean, the biggest toxic exposure is probably, you know, I think carbohydrates are very, very dangerous. I mean, it's too much sugar, too much glucose. What is it? Some, you know, sugar is inflammatory. So we, cancer is actually a disease of chronic inflammation. I mean, all diseases are inflammation related. So cancer is one of them. So you don't want to increase the inflammation level. And, you know, also when you have too much sugar, reduce the immune function as well. You know, you have microcirculation decreases, things like that. So you don't have a good surveillance system to get where it needs to go. To eliminate sugar and, you know, simple carbohydrates, like do you have a specific nutritional recommendation or is it really just personalized again? I mean, I've been studying this quite a bit over the last, and I've been changing my mind quite a bit. I was going this, you know, low-carb diet. And then another thing is called carnivore diet. I think that's pretty interesting as well. I mean, the best diet is the one you can stay on long-term. The concern I have is anytime I change your diet, and if that's not something you do long-term, if you stop it again, you're back into square one. So basically, you go back to the problem as before because people, you know, they're not compliant long-term. It's just something they don't want to do. I agree with you. You know, when I work with my clients, I say, let's, let's not follow a diet, but let's follow some principles. So here's some principles, right? Eat as close to the earth as possible, right? If you're going to eat carbohydrates, it's going to be complex carbohydrates from vegetables and a little bit of fruit. And then you're going to get a, a high quality protein and a lot of fat. And so you can call that kind of paleo keto diet if you want. Call it what you want. It doesn't matter. And then intermittent fast and fast mimic. Yeah, I agree. That's good. I have one thing. I have any ASL patients, anything in a box or anything in the can, don't eat. <laughs> yeah, I say if it comes with a barcode, probably stay away, right? Yeah, don't eat it. I mean, that's, again, you know, you're not getting good quality of food. And secondly, uh, according, I mean, it's a very, really silly thing to say, but if you have a loaf of bread and you lift it up and it bends on both sides, don't eat it because there's not enough, enough fiber in there to really support it. So basically, that's going to be sure, your sugar. <laughs> I, mean, these are the, I mean, these are the things people can actually see. Okay, I lift the box, yeah, not good. Can't, no good. Bread bending, not good. Okay, I know what I can avoid. You know, any, anytime you eat anything that's fresh, it's of course better. I mean, you know, they did studies where they looked at, you know, vitamins given, flew up, plant-derived, the vitamins, you know, derived in, in a laboratory. The ones plant-derived, you know, they're more efficient, they're more effective because the energy is different. The bonds and the molecules have energy and it comes from somewhere. And if it comes from the sun, it's going to be better for you than it comes from, you know, a Bunsen burner. Right. And it's going to be better than if it comes from a cow or a chicken even because that's, there's toxins in that meat. And, and yeah. also, you know... The animals, particularly the, the cows, trap the emotions of their horrific death in the meat, which is, you know, again, it's a little out of the scope of this, but sci science will one day understand that that's not healthy for humans. Allergy is everything. I mean, people discuss disease. They said this E is basically it's a disease of function. You know, that's what they call, you know, it's called illness. But then Gabbard's disease, basically the organ was not at ease. That's why you were sick. So get back to a healthy state, you know, I would get rid of the dis-ease and make it easy again. So. <laughs> I like that. What about cooked food, let's vegetables versus raw? Aren't you getting a lot more of the nutrients when it's raw? Depends on the vegetable. You know, for example, they say, you know, tomatoes, for example, they're better when they're cooked. And the fig asparagus, for example, it's, you know, if it's not, not cooked, it's hard to get some nutrition out of it. You don't even steam it. You don't, don't want to boil it. You know, because you want to break down, you know, the um, the fiber so you can actually get the nutrition yeah, out of the vegetable. Green beans are, I'm not sure, I don't like them that much because they have some toxins in them as well. But basically anything you can eat steamed is fine. 
nothing boils to death. You know, the pod rolls is not good. Yeah, so nutrition is huge, but also hyperarousal and also sleep deprivation seem to me two of the major causes of disease today. Do you see that in a lot of your patients? Commonly, I've seen patients, you know, they would have a stressful event about five years prior to diagnosis. So they have something, they lose a business or, you know, lose a loved one or they go going for a divorce. Maybe even five years, they usually get some kind of chronic disease. If you're constantly stressed, it's, you know, when you cause levels are elevated, you know, you cannot absorb, you cannot heal. Because when you're running from the tiger, the boy doesn't want to do anything but, you know, have muscle power just so you can run. And so the whole process of absorption is just, you know, it's not going to be effective. So again, whatever you eat in that moment in time, you're not going to get all the benefit from that food. In our society, you know, you have stress driving in the car, you know, go to your office, you have stress. A lot of time pressure stress. The quality of life is so different now. It's really funny. I lived in Fiji for a year before I got started in, in medicine. And I remember going from Fiji, flying to Maui. And Maui, I thought, said to myself, my God, this place is stressful. How can people live here? <laughs> so it's because the level of stress there to there, it was, I mean, it was, you think about Maui, man, this is, this is lax, you know, I'm really enjoying myself here. But I thought, man, that was stressful. All the traffic and all that stuff in Maui, it was just like, how can people do <laughs> That's it? That's pretty funny. I can see that. I've been to Maui a number of times. I was surprised. I was like, wow. Well, and all that stress elevates the cortisol, which then makes sleep hard. And so it's a vicious cycle, right? You got excess cortisol. Right. Then you can't sleep, which then you don't have the energy to exercise. And then you're making poor nutritional choices. It's And you kind of this downward spiral. So you say it takes about five years for major cancer or, or some sort of symptoms to show up generally. Depending on your genetics too. I mean, some people have more weaknesses and they're easier broke down than other people. Some people have a lot of reserves, some people have none. You know, you look at the family history of the patient, and if there's a lot of issues with cancer in the family, for them to get a faster occurrence, it's much higher than a person who has low history of cancer in the family. And that's just, again, part of what you're born with. I mean, that's the luck of the draw. Another thing people don't think about is that sugar, you know, carbohydrates is probably the biggest stress, stress in your life. Because what happens, in, as you know, when you take either banana, for example, if it's unopposed with any type of fat or some type of fiber, you know, uh, you know, so when it goes, it goes in your bloodstream, it spikes your sugar, you really you know, you use the insulin up, the sugar drops rapidly, but it says, oh my God, so, oh my God, low blood sugar, it goes, the adrenaline go, okay, gotta put up cortisol to go to the liver to, you know, produce glucose, and then you have the stress factor, and that's why people, when they have this lunch, two hours later, they kind of like, kind of very tired and fall asleep, because of that drop of, you know, of cortisol after that effect, and if you do that five times a day, or, you know, you sack, whatever, and then you're, then you're running from the tiger, driving the car, having family issues, having job issues. I mean, the adrenals are shot, you know, so they suddenly they're no longer able to actually go help you, you know, because you need adrenal function to actually have an immune function. I mentioned I'd like to come back to the issue of vaccines and EMF, but let's, let's click on EMF first. I think a lot of people are in denial, and I, I would almost include myself in this category for how electromagnetic frequencies negatively affect us. So can you talk us through that? And also, is there any truth to the whole, you know, 5G kind of scare? Anything that changes, you know, the flow of electrons through the cells, it will affect their function. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying it's causing cancer, but again, it's going to affect how the body functions. Because any change of, you know, phenomagnets, you know, people talk about magnets for treating disease factors. People do magnet therapy and you feel a lot better. EMF is very similar to that. They, you know, they're you know, you're bombarded by frequencies which will, you know, resonate with different bonds between them. atoms, different molecules, will affect downstream how that molecule is going to be used 
invite you to do some type of process. And if that energetic field is not proper, that process will, you know, will degrade. And if you do that many, many times over, I mean, some people have EMF allergies. They go into the, when they're in the room and they have EMF, they don't function correctly. The brain doesn't function right. And then they go into a place where they have, have those blockers. They, they are fine. They have no symptoms. So yeah, I think it's real. I mean, again, people, you know, again, it's like genetics again. Some people are more sensitive. I think I'm not because it doesn't affect me that badly, but I try to avoid it as much as I can. What do you recommend people do to mitigate the effect of EMF? Well, I would definitely not have my cell phone in the bedroom. Okay. I would not have a TV in my bedroom. I would not have a uh, Wi-Fi router near my bedroom. How far, like proximity-wise, like how far away are you safe from the emitter? 15 feet, minimal. And do walls block the... Depends on the wall. And you know, I live in Vegas now. And if you go to certain casinos, I mean, the Wi-Fi doesn't work, you know, because of the walls are so fixed. So basically, you know, those walls will protect you from it. But again, you don't want that in your room. If you just turn it off and you go to sleep, turn the phone off, there's nothing coming in, and you're going to sleep a lot, a lot better as well. Is putting the phone on airplane mode cutting the EMF off or not? Well, it's not really. It's basically, it's still, you know, it's still gonna, not going to focus it, though. You know, right now what happens is the phone is a receiver because it takes the information in the air and it puts it into one spot. It should be okay, but I would I rather, I would take the phone away. I would take the phone out of the room. And I go to bed, my phone is in, on the kitchen table. Okay, we're going to take a short break here from the Mark Devine Show to hear a short message from one of our partners. It's hard to admit it, and sometimes I find it hard to believe, but I am 60 years old. But I can still put in WAD's physical training and daily schedules that break a lot of guys about half my age. And I plan on going this strong for decades to come. So if you want a lifestyle that defies your age, a great place to start is by adding Qualia Synolytic to your wellness routine. Qualia Synolytic is something science didn't know was possible until 2015. As we get older, our bodies accumulate senescent cells. They're also called zombie cells. They're old cells that no longer do their job, but they linger in us anyway, wasting our energy and nutrition. And the older we get, the more we accumulate these senescent cells. This leads to many aging challenges, Slow recovery, low energy, joint discomfort, basically feeling old. In 2015, scientists at Scripps and Mayo Clinic discovered there's a natural plant-derived ingredient that helps our bodies eliminate these cells. And Qualia Synolytic combines nine of these game-changing ingredients into a simple supplement. The difference Qualia Synolytic has made for my own aging process has simply been incredible. I feel like I'm living a lifestyle of someone so much younger. By keeping these senescent cells to a minimum, my energy and vitality can stay strong and through the roof. So to feel in your prime way longer than you thought possible, try Qualia Synolytic up to 50% off right now at neurohacker.com slash divine15. That's the code divine15 at checkout, divine15. Use that at checkout, score an additional 15% off. It's backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. So check it out. Get Qualia Synolytic at neurohacker.com. That's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com slash divine15. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-1-5. Use the code divine15 for an extra 15% off to help you feel your prime for years to come. Qualia Synolytic will help you age better at neurohacker.com slash divine. Quick disclaimer, my comments represent my reviews as an author, and it's not a guarantee or promise. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure, or prevent any disease. And now back to the show. Well, you're talking about just the sleep hours. It's, you know, those things, you know, I mean, you're bombarded throughout the day, especially in your offices with all the 
electronic gizmos and gadgets. That's why you do you use FaceTime, you know, so you can actually just have the loudspeaker so it's not too near your head. And a lot of people put the phone right against, you know, into just pocket and it's right over their heart. And that's going to affect, you know, it will affect some of the heart function as well if you have heart issues. You know, because it's going to change the field of the cell. That's the big issue. It's changing the field, how the cell energy is conducted. And again, if you have an imbalance of energy conducting, that's disease. Some are more cells are more resistant, some are better genetics, some people don't. So it's a really tough one. I don't see how you can really avoid getting bombarded by Wi-Fi or cell phone, you know, signals. I and mean, 5G is more potent. The idea was that COVID was part of 5G. I mean, it was which does a never believe that. Yeah, I heard that too, and that's kind of <laughs> that's a little bit far out there, but yeah, there is a lot of fear that 5G is causing people to get sick because there's you know some evidence of some spikes in illnesses when they roll out 5G in certain cities. Well, I mean, they have the whole thing about the vaccine having you know having some type of microparticles which will resonate with 5G to a certain frequency and do some damage to the body. I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I said some of those soils things on Twitter, and I think it's unlikely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Conspiracy theory aside and everything also in regard to vaccines, What's your take on vaccines in terms of toxicity? And, you know, I know they have some benefit and there's probably populations, you know, like myself who didn't, didn't really need it. I mean, it's crazy. And I know everyone's got opinions on it in the last two years of what's going on with, with COVID vaccine. But what's your take on if you got the vaccine, how do you detoxify from it? And is there, what are the risk factors? The vaccines that are okay to use would be the ones which actually have the pathogens, you know, inside and they just killed it off and rejected without any any additional. So with COVID, wasn't the the Johnson and Johnson was that way, wasn't it? That was that way, and that would have been the only one I would have taken. I took that one just because I my clients kind of demanded it. I didn't trust the mRNA. Yeah, and that's probably the safest one you could take because the problem with messenger RNA is basically it is it makes you a GM all human being because it does change your DNA, your genetics. Because you have suddenly now you have a foreign protein floating around in your body, which can cause many different things. I have a question on this because I agree with that. And if someone's listening, you want to call me crazy, fine. But I have a number of friends who literally just completely healthy then suddenly died of a heart attack after the vaccine. And we also have a number of friends who all of a sudden came out with cancer and they died within like three months. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. That's anecdotal evidence, but it's pretty solid evidence to me that there was something going on. And like you said, it's like that mRNA compromised immune systems pretty badly and all cause deaths are up over 4%, close to 5%. And yet, you know, everyone's ignoring it. The mainstream media is ignoring it. The administration is ignoring it. And it seems like a lot of doctors are ignoring it. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> but if it seems real quick, what I believe is the reason, you know, people get the tumor cancer is the reason they have the heart attacks, they have the neurological disease, you know, like issues with nerve function. Again, what happens is the spike protein is inflammatory. And it has a tendency to travel throughout the body and it likes to go where you have a lot of a lot of fatty tissue. So it's gonna go into the brain, it's gonna go to the ovary, it's gonna go to the testes, and it's just gonna go into the blood vessels in that you know what happens is it kinda of implants in the blood vessels and the spike is sticking out. And if anything sticks out in the blood vessels, it can cause clots, clot formation. And if you have plenty of those, you can form a big clot and you can have a problem with that. Second part is because it takes the immune system and hijacks it for a period of you know, five, six, seven, 10, 12, 15 weeks to fo- just be focused on making antibodies against the spike protein. Again, so now all that focus is to fight just that one area of the body. So it's going to take the focus away from the immune system to go any other place. And if you have any type of cancer cells present in that time frame, which are active, 
those cells may have no problem. They're not going to be surveilled, right? They're not going to be addressed, and so they can grow. And if you do that, and if you have that six months of it, eight months of that, with all the boosters, of course you're going to have a massive growth of you know, tumors in that time frame. You know, if you look at what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to, it's supposed to make antibodies against COVID, but it will affect other parts, you know, because the machinery is actually now moved away from protecting other parts. You know, it's like looking at armed services, right? You got the, the Navy, got the Army, and you got the Air Force. They do have certain jobs to do. Now you take one of those armed services and you just make them focus on, you know, one thing, you know, just focus on one part of the world and be damned what's going on in the other parts of the world. What's going to happen to the planet? You're going to have a lot of unrest. And the same type of thing is happening in the human body with that kind of process. And the question of getting rid of or getting rid of the spike protein, I mean, a couple of things to take a look at is looking at D-dimers, look at how much information is present, if that's a lot of microclots. That number side, I believe you can take a, a, what I call proteinases, like natokinase, you know, some uh, pancreatic enzymes, take those, number one, to break down protein, you know, the, the clotting proteins and things like that, and also break down some of the spike protein. I would also look at, you know, you have to repair function because basically when you have a plantation of inflammation at some organ system, the organ's going to struggle. And that's why you have the idea of long COVID. Basically, the body is just being inflamed too long. It's damaged tissue. And it doesn't have the opportunity to heal because it's, number one, it, the system is in out of balance. So the idea would be, number one, to you know address those organs. For example, if you have issues with blood clotting, you would probably give something to help bone marrow functions. Uh, if you have something like which affects brain function or nerve, nerve function, you do something to support the nerves. That's where stem cells will come in. You know, because basically those stem cells will be able to support those cells and let them go back to normal again. We need to get rid of the offender, which is the spike protein. Do you do this type of work at your clinics? I'm mostly doing cancer because that's, you know, what I'm known for. But I've treated a few people with uh, long COVID. And they've done pretty well with that. Again, it's basically, you know, again, talking about system, you know, work on systems, make sure the systems are functioning and supporting them. You know, some have done really well, some have done not so well. And again, the ones who have not done so well usually are not compliant. Yeah, you got to be a willing participant in your own recovery. That's for sure. Correct. And you need to, you know, you also need to be single-minded to, you know, do the work. You know, it's a fight for your life. Basically, you are fighting for your life. And if you're not willing to do anything to stay alive, you probably won't. What role does intravenous vitamins, you know, play in, in your recovery for immunotherapy? They don't have to be absorbed. The problem a lot of people have, they are not absorbing properly. The digestive system is, is compromised. So if you do an IV, you can, you can actually step over that compromised situation and get it right where it needs to go. So that's why it's very beneficial. You know, high-dose vitamin C is very strongly anti-cancer, but to go, you got to go really, really high. you got to go to 85, 100 grams per IV, and you got to do it a lot. It's a natural chemotherapy agent. So, but you have to do a lot, a lot of the treatment. Again, you need to also do um, other things as well. You need to get get rid of the cause too, you know, and that's part of it too. And, you know, but again, vitamin C by itself will not really necessarily activate the immune system. It's just going to attack some cancer cells, but it will not activate the immune system per se. That's why we do the cell therapies. That's why we use the T cells, natural killer cells, and uh, T cell and killer cells and dendritic cells. Use those cells to jumps out the immune system, get it focused. Is the T-cells and, and all that, um, I forget the, the name of that type of therapy is escaping me right now, but is that all legal now in the United States? Not legal. That's what we do in Mexico. Uh, you know, it's legal for some of the cells of the eagle. I mean, you have CAR-T, which is very similar, but it has a lot of side effects, you know, which, which we don't, because we do what we do with our cells to get naturally activated, and we don't actually force activate. Like you do CAR-T, you actually force activate the cells to do a certain thing. 
And so that's why they have more side effects. Everything we're trying to do is we try to use the body's own ability to heal itself and just give it the systems. And when we give you, you know, we take the cells, increase the environment, reject this, your cells coming back. So basically we just assisting your own tissue to fight the disease, fight the cancer. It has to be your T cells. You can't, you know. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like, you can't do stem cells in cancer patients. You can't do it because I believe the environment plays a whole huge role. The environment controls what cells do. And if you take stem cells, there are cells which are able to have to be told what to do, right? And if the environment helps, like epigenetics, you know what that is, right? Yeah, I mean, turning the gene expression on or off. Yeah. So when you inject stem cells into a toxic environment, they will not do the thing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's why I don't use stem cells in cancer patients. I mean, use animal stem cells in cancer patients, but not human stem cells. Because basically, there's those cells who are not, you know, they're not going to be changed by the human environment. You see, they come from a different environment, totally. So it's different. For those who are healthy, because most of the people who listen to Mark, you know, my show are peak performers and are pretty healthy, but, you know, they want to be like, okay, let me avoid at all costs cancer. Supplementation is, is very interesting to people, but it's confusing. And I recognize that we're not getting the nutrition that we used to get from our food. So like I am a proponent of supplementation, but you know, what should we thinking about in terms of cancer, like an immune system strength? Vitamin C, you mentioned already. You know, the big ones are vitamin C, zinc is very important, vitamin E, no, D3, vitamin K, IP6 is a good product to take. What is that, IP6? It's a compound, it's called IP6, it comes from mushrooms too, it's just, a, you know, it's a breakdown material for mushrooms, basically take mushrooms. Uh, I think it's Creolis mushroom. They just take it to the laboratory and just take IP6 out and then give it as a supplement. I mean, I prefer whole mushrooms. If you can use those, and they're better. You know, the big thing is, you know, reduce your toxic load. I mean, do any, everything you can do to help your liver function properly. Make sure you have good vitamin. You know, B complex is important. Hydration, like I said before, is very important. Diet, of course, is very important. Because most of the food, most of the nutrition you should get from your diet anyway. And the supplement should just be just, you know, adding to, you know, be supportive. That's why we call it a supplement. It's to supplement your diet, <laughs> not to replace it. Yeah, you kind of, you know, it's important to know, even if you're healthy, there are some things which you might be lacking, but you need to know what they are. You know, I mean, zinc is always good. Vitamin C is good. Vitamin K is important. You know, these are important things, but then other things, other, the other components that you may or may need, not need. And that's, you need to know if you need those, obviously, you don't want to, you know, overdose fix either, because you know, minerals can do bad things. So for example, too much calcium is, is bad news. Too much calcium can be toxic. If you think about this, if you look at any type of cancer on the scan, they have microclassifications visible. That's why you see breast cancer on a you know, mammogram. There's, you know, too much calcium there. You know, you don't overload the system. And so you need to know exactly, you have the staples, which we just talked about, you know, vitamin C, the zinc, vitamin D3, vitamin K. And then you need the other things you kind of have to see what do you need, which are necessary. And it may not be necessary. You might get everything from enough from your diet that you need, but you need to know, you need to actually assess that by how does the person feel? Are they, you know, are they pretty energetic? How do they sleep? How did bowel movements? Things like that. I'm bullish because of, you know, now that we have genetics testing and, you know, artificial intelligence coming online. So there's companies like Tony Robbins' Life Force, you know, Peter Diamond is Tony Robbins behind Life Force, and also Wild Health. So I actually signed up for Wild Health. And they do a genetics test and then they do obviously a blood panel and they do your whole intake and they do a biome check and then and then they come back and say, okay, here's what you're missing from a supplementation standpoint. Here's some risk factors based upon your genetics. And then they test you every quarter. 
and they'll recommend some diet, exercise. You know, it's it's fairly comprehensive and somewhat personalized. So I think that's a huge leap forward. It costs a little bit of money, so it's not accessible to everybody. It's not too bad. I think it's like 300 bucks a month, but that's on top of health insurance and everything. A lot of people wouldn't be able to afford that. But anyways. I mean, if you look in general, when you, uh, when you have patients come in who see uh, actual doctors, I mean, the amount of supplements they have to, they are taking is amazing. I mean, the money they spend on supplements per month, you know, it's 500 bucks or more. And a lot of the supplements may or may not be necessary. It's what I call a green allopathy. You know, basically using natural products in the same way you did before with normal medicines, like just bridging symptoms. Instead of looking, why is that present? Why is that occurring right now? You know, that's why functional medicine, in some cases, I think it's, I call it almost like green allopathy. Because they're using supplements to do the same thing they did before with medicines. You know, the vitamins or the, or the herbs or whatever, they are not going to be as toxic, which is true, but it's still not, not addressing. I mean, if you have to be on supplements, which are $500 a month the rest of your life, I mean, that's, you're not solving the problem. I mean, either the body's not going back to normal function, otherwise they would be off those supplements. So it doesn't fix the issue. So, the, I mean, you know, the goal as a, as a physician is, in my, my understanding, is basically get the body back into functionality and then you'd be, you'd be done needing the stuff. And then if you still need certain things, it should be a few things, should not be, you know, 20 different items, you know, like take five this morning and 20 in the afternoon and 30 at night. It's like the biohackers and the longevity craze, like some people that I know in the in, in that kind of field are taking hundreds of supplements a day. You know, you have X amount of transporters in your gut, right? And it's like a freeway, right? You have so many, so many exits. After you have to, you know, the exits as capacity, whatever it goes you know, if it's still out there, it's going to go right past that exit and go out, you know, where it goes. So you got to know, you need to know how much can your body reabsorb, you know, not over-treat. I mean, over-treating is, is that is no treatment at all. Yeah, yeah. Less is more. You just take the right things. That, that's another reason why, you know, I think it's important to have an expert like you or like this, you know, for me, it was Wild Health, see? Because when they came back, they only recommended like two different supplements. And they, of course, they have their company that they, they partner with and everything. But, uh, I was surprised because I thought they were going to try to sell me on a bunch of stuff. And they're like, you don't need it. You know, you're pretty healthy across all these things, but you could use a little bit of more of this. And one of them was just fish oil, right? Uh, Which I thought was pretty reasonable. The other was something like thiome. So less is more there. I agree with that. Is there anything we haven't covered in terms of immunotherapy, strengthening the immune system? We've talked about a lot lot of lifestyle factors. There's a confusion with uh with their you know there are more than one type of immunotherapy out there i mean there are immunotherapies which are like uh using things like ketruda where they actually use chemicals to activate the immune system wholesale without focusing you know it's like a shotgun approach and you would you just shoot it out and you hope it hits the right target and that's the ones which will actually cause autoimmune disease and then there's the immune you know the immunotherapy which is non-toxic which we use which actually is focused so basically it takes the engines which are in your bloodstream of the cancer and you activate the immune cells to go to, to their job to address it. So that's the difference. And that's why I like it because it's number one, it's it, again, it's using your own tissue, your own body to fight the disease problem. You're just assisting it by activating it. And then, of course, like I said, you have to address the online cause as well. Your clinic, is it called the ISO clinic or what, what's it called? Yeah, it's actually ISO treatment. That's what, what it is. That's when we have a clinic in Mexico and they do our protocol, you know, it's a 12 day program. Where we actually take, you know, the patient comes in, you know, we, you know, do a, a workup, do a blood draw. The second day we fit the cells, and while they wait for the cells to be grown out, we use IV therapies like vitamin C, creatine, glutathione, things like that to build up, you know, support the bone marrow. You know, do some ozone, do some laetrile, 
the next nine days, and then day 11 and day 12, you get the cells back injected into you, and then you go home. And then after then after that, we do what I call the workup of the underlying cause. Because in cancer, it's important not to waste time because you don't want this to grow. That's why you want to be knocking it out right away aggressively as soon as you can, and then address the reason why it developed, because that's going to take some time. You know, for example, if it's a viral infection, it's going to take at least a couple of months to get rid of the virus. If it's related to some kind of toxicity, you live in a little email in the tissues, it's going to take a while to detoxify that safely because you don't really have the body going to detox reaction. Like it's how it hurts on our reactions. You know what that is? Hurts on our reaction. I'm sure you've heard that. No. Basically, when people have a, you know, they take a medication and they have like a really bad risk, like get the shakes or fever, they're hurting. And that means it's over, it's an overtreatment. Interesting. Yeah. You see, you put the body into stress. And, you know, in my medical school, when, you know, they said, in, when you have hurts of a reaction, people are either at the point where you're going to recover or you're going to go to the other side and, and pass away. Because that basically, that gives the body the chance to, you know, make a decision. I'm going to stay or I'm going to go. You never want to put the body to that position. So that's why I'm really much, I don't like hurting patients are. That's why you don't want to retreat. That's a really important part. So you want to make sure you take care of, you know, support the patient through when you don't have an overtreatment and people overreact to treatments and you don't want to do that. What's your success rate? Like, do you track that? Depending on the, on the case, you know, it's, you know, I thought, you know, if I stage one, I would say 100% almost, not even 100%, of course, but I'm close to that. Stage four, depending on, you know, what organism involved, I feel you probably do it 25%. Or better, you know, but that's stage four. And then nothing, you know, uh, again, depends on is the patient compliant, you know, and you know, they can continue the protocol when they get home. You know, that's important. You know, again, you know, that's why I said before that they won't have a one shot cure for cancer because it's too complex. I can have the same diagnosis, eight patients, nine patients, and each one of us can be different. And, you know, they will respond to the cell therapy, but then the, uh, the other part, the other part of the equation is the underlying causes. If I don't get to those, then whatever the first therapy, you know, it's not going to work long term. If you look at most studies when they talk about survival, they're talking 10, 12, 13 months. In a sense, if you're diagnosed and you live, you know, you chemotherapy and you you live 12 additional months, that's a success for the therapy. Because they give you 12 months, which, in a sense, you know, that's good. But 12 months is not a long a lot of time for all your life. And then the quality of life is terrible too, which in our case, uh, you know, we don't have the help. People have a great quality of life because there's no side effects. So where can people find uh, information online about your uh, about the clinic? It's islets.com. So it's I-S-S-E-L-S.com. Awesome. And I'm also on, on Twitter. Um, it's D-R-B-D-R-I-S-S-E-L-S-B-I-S-S-I-S-S-E-L-S. And that's on Twitter. So you can find me there. Thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Issels. That was fascinating. And... Um, We'll put that information up on the on the website too. And yeah, appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh, I, well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, that's a fascinating discussion with Dr. Christian Issels. Thank you so much, sir, for joining me. Loved the conversation about EMF and about uh, supplementation and even about how to detox from vaccines and why people are getting so sick from the COVID vaccines and the MRNRA. Important stuff. So thank you again. Show notes are up on our website at markdevine.com. The YouTube is at our YouTube channel. And um, on X slash Twitter, you can reach me at markdevine and on Instagram and or Facebook at realmarkdevine. If you're not on my newsletter distribution list, consider subscribing at markdevine.com. Divine Inspiration comes out every Tuesday. 
where I have a blog, uh, show notes from the podcast for the week, a book I'm reading, and other interesting things that come across my desk, including a weekly practice. Check it out. You're going to love it. And sign up and subscribe and uh, share it with your friends. Thanks so much to Catherine Devine and Jeff Haskell and Jason Sanderson, who help produce the show and the newsletter and bring you guests like Dr. Issel's every week. And thank you for being part of the solution in the world instead of part of the problem. That means being the change you want to see. We're going to try to do that at scale here by paying it forward and training others to be courageous and positive and whole. So appreciate you being part of that journey and share this show with your friends. And if you want to get into training with us, go to Unbeal Mind to check it out. We have an incredible 30-day challenge. Just go to Unbeal Mind forward slash challenge. Till next time, this is your host, Mark Devine. Booyah, out here.